Hello there. If you don't mind me saying, you're looking lovely today. I'm Jim. This is On The Left Side, a different type of football podcast. It may be Christmas, but there are no congested Boxing Day fixtures and post-Turkey coma-inducing monologues on defensive frailties here because this is the lighter side of football. And it's been a hell of a week. Let's go. It's finally happened. Sepp Blatter has been found guilty of something. The FIFA boss has been banned from football for eight years after evidence of a suspicious payment of two million francs between Blatter and his chosen one, Michel Platini, after neither man could provide a good explanation from where the cash came from or why the payment was made. Yeah, you know how it is, mate. Michelle just popped round, did a bit of painting, few odd jobs for me. You know how it is. The most surprising thing about this farce is that it all began with the FIFA Ethics Committee, a committee set up under the reign of Blatter himself. I can only assume their single mission was to seek out and eliminate any unwanted ethics that may be lurking within the organisation. But Blatter getting done on this pretty minor in the greater scheme of things thing is a bit like Joseph Fritzl being done for not having an up-to-date Corgi certificate for his boiler in his letting flat. It's tip of the iceberg stuff. But at the same time, for some reason, I can't help feeling a little bit sorry for the man. Maybe it was the small plaster on his cheek like Nelly. Maybe it's the old defiant man caught in the media spotlight. Or maybe it's just this time of year, because I think he looks a little bit like a kindly Santa Claus who's gone for an image change and shaved off his beard. In fact, I'm pretty certain it would be Blatter who donned the fake beard and red suit at the FIFA Christmas party, handing out all the lovely presents to the good girls and boys and the brown paper envelopes to the really bad ones. Ho, ho, ho! Have you left anything out for Father Christmas this year? A glass of sherry? A mince pie? 30 million euros in untraceable currency? Ho, ho, ho! Yes, of course, Santa Sepp. And what do you want for Christmas then, wealthy Arabian oil baron? An Xbox, a remote-controlled car, and the Qatar World Cup. No problem at all. Ho, 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 ho! But Santa or no Santa, Blatter's official statement was always going to be interesting, and he didn't disappoint. I certainly didn't expect him to open with this. Let us say that uh, I'm really sorry. Wow. Fair play. You've been caught bang to rights. The entire world thinks you're a crooked old man. You may as well fess up. I'm sorry that I am still a punching ball. And I'm sorry for, for football, but I'm also sorry about me, how I'm treated in this world. I'm sorry for that. Yep, this was a confession straight out of the Jose Mourinho book of how to accept blame. I half expected his next sentence to be, I'm sorry, you're so ugly. But he didn't. Instead, he said, I am a man of principles. I'd love to know what he's actually confusing the word principle with, because it's not principles in the way I understand principles. I mean, English isn't his first language, so he is going to make mistakes. Maybe he thinks principles means dirty, ill-gotten money. That'll be it. I'm a man of dirty, ill-gotten money. I'm not ashamed. But the whole principles thing did show a little glimpse of who Blatter thinks he is. The head of an untouchable organisation. The big boss. The Don. And that's exactly how he came across in his vaguely threatening parting message. Even suspended, I am the president. I am a man of principles. And these principles are never take money you have not earned. 
Secondly, pay your debts, but uh, I'll be back. Thank you. Chilling. One thing is certain. Wherever Blatter goes, whatever he does next, he will not be getting Arnold Schwarzenegger's part in the next Terminator movie. I'll be back. It may be Christmas, but it's not just Santa that's getting the sack this December. Jose's gone, Blatter is on his way, so how long is left for Louis van Gaal at Manchester United? An incredible 25% of Premier League managers have already bitten the dust this season, and having seen off Mourinho, the media's wild speculative wagging finger is now pointing firmly in the direction of the Dutchman. It was exactly that kind of speculation that seemed to have ruffled the feathers of the United manager when he took to his pre-match press conference. Has anybody in this room uh, not a feeling to apologise to me? Nobody has that feeling. What have we done wrong? No. That's what I'm wondering. That sounds like every argument I have ever had with my wife. Aren't you going to apologise? Apologise for what? Well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. He certainly seemed a bit upset by the whole thing, and after an obligatory three minutes of chat to fulfil his Premier League obligations, he sparked more headlines by apparently storming out of the press conference. Personally, I'm not sure it's quite storming out, but it is certainly the most moribund and least heartfelt Christmas wishes I've ever heard. I wish you a Merry Christmas and maybe also a Happy New Year when I see you and uh, enjoy the wine and a mince pie. It's got about the same festive emotion behind it as the Christmas card you get from your curry house every year. This is clearly the most exciting thing to happen at Old Trafford so far this season. I was already uh, sacked. I have uh, read, what do you think that happens with my wife? or with my kids, or my friends. What do you think? Actually, does LVG have a point somewhere in there too? It is easy to criticise. It's easy to speculate. It's easy to make jokes, despite how we make it appear. But there are real people behind the headlines. And particularly at this time of year, isn't it important to remember those who won't have a Christmas as full of cheer as you? Every year, many football managers and footballing figureheads find themselves needlessly out of work. There's no short of uh, desire and um, want to win. It's just the fact that the quality's not quite there. Consigned to the scrap heap with only a large multi-million pound payout for company. Bad results, the manager is guilty. Defiance. I know that you need to get results, but I embrace that challenge and I enjoy the pressure of that. Angry. Because we are in such a bad moment, I think it's time to be a little bit honest and to say clearly the referees are afraid to give decisions for Chelsea. In denial. I'll be in the job next week, I'll be working on Monday morning and I'll be working as hard as I've done since I've come to this football club. Sometimes having to wait days or even weeks until high profile speculation links them with another football club. There's always going to be speculation around your job. And of course, if you're not winning games, that, that will intensify. And... But you can help. Just £30 can buy these footballing tragedies a copy of Football Manager so they can keep on living out their dreams. I think you know me, and I think I don't run away from 
responsibilities. With your help, they can once again get annoyed at a star striker demanding a transfer to a bigger club, or maybe even win the Europa League with Dagenham and Redbridge, all without actually putting any trousers on. I feel like, I feel like the, the club's in a hole. You can make a difference. Donate to Football Manager for Football Managers now. Whilst I'm here, I want to fight for the club. Because if the club sacks me, they sack the best manager that this club has. And I'm fully aware of that, you know, and it's for me to try and put it right as much as I can. Hey, it's not all bad news. Whilst it's not been plain sailing from the usual candidates this season, Leicester City continue to impress. And every week that goes by, the pundits have to sheepishly concede that, yeah, maybe they won't get relegated and maybe they'll have to stop showing amazement when each week they systematically pick up three points. But it's not just the pundits that are surprised. The fans of Leicester City are pretty shocked too. This is the first time... The first time I've ever seen anything like what I've seen this season. This is Lee. He called up to Five Live 606 show to express his pride in his beloved foxes. And it really is a beautiful moment. It reminds us why we love football. It's only a game, but it can still create this kind of emotion in a fully grown man. Now, we're now five. We're now, we're now five points clear. Five points clear. Listen, I... I it's beautiful, but I'd suggest he's not the kind of guy you want to watch Marley and me with. There's also a beautiful gesture being paid to Leicester City fans this week when the team play their final game of the season. Claudio Ranieri has so far this season rewarded his players with pizza and Peroni when they win. And now the club are giving free beer to the fans. Is there a sweeter phrase in the English language? City's vice chairman, Ayawashiradadad, City's vice chairman said that the club's success would not be possible without the fans and as a token of their gratitude, they will be buying the rounds at the King Power Stadium at the end of the year. Legend. Now I just want to hear our mate Lee calling up a radio station after that game. I bloody love you, mate. I, I don't think I've ever told you that, but I bloody love you. We just... We just get each other. We should go on holiday together. I really want to come Well, that's about it for this week. If you've not already hit the subscribe button on your podcast provider, then do that now. Good. It's like a special Christmas gift to yourself and to us. I'm off to spread rumours that I'm about to sign Pep Guardiola to manage my son's under seven football team, because hell, that's what everyone else is doing, because that's full time. On the left side is a Pain Your Headphones production, and it's written and performed. By Ant McGinley, I bloody love him. And, and, and Jim Salverson. He's, he's, I just can't believe it.